Every Sunday we gather to make much of Jesus through the preaching of God's Word, worship, and fellowship together. We would love for you to come join us. We have two services, one at 8.30 and one at 11, and Bible study for all ages at 9.45. We hope you will grow in your affection for Jesus with today's message. Thanks for listening. Open your Bibles to Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. We'll read in a moment beginning with verse 9. Romans 12 is one of the greatest chapters in all the Word of God. Chapters 1 through 11 are filled with deep theology that are critical to the foundation of our beliefs. Chapters 12 through 16 talk to us about living out what we believe. Last Sunday, we talked about a 2020 look at Scripture as we begin the year of 2020. And the challenge was that we read the Bible daily. And I hope that you have continued to put that into practice or begun to put that into practice this week. Today, we're going to talk about a 2020 look at prayer. Now, while I have your attention, I'll insert an announcement lest you not be paying attention at the end of the service remember next sunday is a great day of celebration focused on missions and we will have sunday school at nine and worship at ten thirty, and it will be a great worship service it will be trilingual and we'll have lots of different folks that you may not have met yet but are part of our family who will be leading and sharing so don't don't miss next Sunday. If you're going to miss a Sunday over the next month, don't, don't let it be next Sunday, okay? Now, today a 2020 look at prayer. Scripture and prayer go hand in hand in Christian growth, in living life as a believer in Jesus. So without further ado, let's look at verses 9 through 21. Stand with me and honor the reading of God's Word. Romans 12, beginning with verse 9. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath, for it is written, it is mine to avenge, I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, You will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. What an incredible passage of Scripture. You may be seated. A 2020 look at prayer. I want to make a statement 
or reiterate what Paul said in this text and then ask two questions and then we'll be done this morning. The first is the statement that Paul made in verse 12, be faithful, be faithful in prayer, be faithful. The whole passage is about our faithfulness to God. The entire passage is important, but that phrase, faithful in prayer, seems to me to undergird the entire passage, and without it, the rest of the passage would be hard to practice, if not impossible to practice. To what or whom are you faithful? If you talked with your spouse as much as you talk with God, what kind of marriage would you have? If you talked with your children as much as you talk with God, what kind of relationship would you have with them? If you talked with a, your best friend as much as you talk with God, what kind of relationship would your friendship be? Prayer is simply conversation with God. So that leads us to the first of our two questions this morning. And that first question is why pray? Why pray? If God already knows everything, and we believe that he does, if God already knows everything, why pray? There are lots of things I cannot answer about prayer. There is a certain mystery. There's a certain mystery to prayer, including its necessity, its power, and its results. But here is what I know from Scripture. Three things. Now, there's more than three things that I know about prayer from Scripture, but three things this morning. And quite frankly, those three are sufficient to have answered the question, why pray? And so the first answer to why pray is this. The Bible commands it. The Bible commands it. And for all of us who are believers, that's enough. That is sufficient. If that were the only reason the Scripture gave us for praying, that would be enough to know we should pray. Why pray? The Bible commands it. In the 12th verse, Paul said, Be faithful in prayer. In 1 Thessalonians 5.17 Paul said, pray without ceasing or pray continually. Be in a spirit, an attitude of prayer continuously. And then in Philippians 4, 6, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, let your requests be made known unto God. And there are many more, including Jesus himself teaching us a pattern for prayer in what we call the Lord's Prayer or the model prayer. So, in answer to the question, why pray, answer number one is the Bible commands it. Answer number two to the question, why pray, is circumstances warrant it. Circumstances warrant it. 
There is a need in our lives for wisdom. We have a need for guidance. We have a need for forgiveness. We have a need for assurance. We have a need for comfort. We have a need for courage. And we find all of those in Scripture as various people pray and call out to God for wisdom, for guidance, for comfort, for courage, for forgiveness, for assurance. We look at the needs around us and our response is to pray. We see the lost, those who do not know Jesus. They live around us and we know they're all over the world. And so we pray. We look at our culture and we pray because we as believers are concerned. And so in scripture, we find answers to the question, why pray? The Bible commands it, circumstances warrant it, and the third reason we should pray is God responds. Does he not? God responds. Now, I'm not smart enough to understand it fully. I, like you, are walking through this life by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave his life for me. But going back to Philippians, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication let your requests be made known unto God. And what? Verse 7. And as a result, the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And like some of you, years of walking with Jesus remind me he responds to prayer. And so in answer to the question, why pray, we find at least three answers. The Bible commands it, circumstances warrant it, and God responds to the prayers of his people. So then that brings us to the third question, or the, the second question and the third point. How can you pray? How can you pray? I want to suggest some answers to that. How can you pray? The first is this. How can you pray? Any way you wish. Any way you wish. There are biblical examples replete with prayers fitting to the moment. Abraham, Moses, David, Solomon, Jesus himself, Peter and Paul and the other disciples, the Bible is replete with prayers that are appropriate to the moment. Discussion of reverence as opposed to inappropriate familiarity is a discussion for the future. But the primary thoughts we should remember this morning in regard to praying any way you wish 
are these. No barriers for you to build. No excuses for you to make. And no fear for you to have. No barriers. No excuses. No fear. We pray any way you wish to pray. And the Bible's full of examples. Now, in response to the question, how can you pray? Answer any way you wish. Answer number two, with structure. With structure, that is patterned, organized prayer. So you can pray any way you want to. You can pray with structure. Let me suggest some things when you pray with structure. First of all, you can pray the Bible. You can pray the Bible back to God. Let me give you some examples. Psalm 119, beginning with verse 10. I seek you with all my heart. Do not let me stray from your commands. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Praise be to you, Lord. Teach me your decrees. With my lips, I recount all the laws that come from your mouth. I rejoice in following your statutes as one rejoices in great riches. I meditate on your precepts and consider your ways. I delight in your decrees. I will not neglect your word. So a way that we have of praying is with structure, and we can pray the Bible back to God. I've got some books here in the pulpit. I'm going to hold up some of them in over the next couple of minutes. One, I know you can't read it, except maybe Leanne can read it right there in the front row. But Praying the Bible by Donald Whitney. Praying the Bible by Donald Whitney. Outstanding book that gives us guidance in how we can pray the Bible back to God. Praying the Bible by Donald Whitney. Another example would be in the 40th Psalm, beginning with verse 8. I desire to do your will, my God. Your law is within my heart. I proclaim your saving acts in the great assembly. I do not seal my lips, Lord, as you know. I do not hide your righteousness in my heart. I speak of your faithfulness and your saving help. I do not conceal your love and your faithfulness from the great assembly. Do not withhold your mercy from me. May your love and faithfulness always protect me. And then by way of another example, in Luke chapter 18, verse 13, God have mercy upon me, a sinner. So a way of praying is any way you wish. Another way of praying is with structure, pattern, praying the Bible. So as you pray the Bible, you can also keep a journal, keep a prayer journal. Wherever it is you have your devotions, your quiet time, a prayer journal, you you write down your request. You write down what you sense God saying to you. And as God answers prayers, you highlight them or you check them or you mark through them. But don't mark through where you can't read it because you may want to go back sometime and say, look what God has done. 
So in praying with structure, you pray the Bible, you keep a journal, you use a devotional book. Now, I have to confess through the years, I've never found too many devotional books to be helpful to me. Now, that's just me. However, there are two exceptions to that, and one is New Morning Mercies by Paul David Tripp. New Morning Mercies by Paul David Tripp, a devotional for every day of the year, and it is exceptional. I recommend it very highly. And then another that I recommend has been around for a long time. My utmost for his highest by Oswald Chambers. My utmost for his highest by Oswald Chambers. This one has been stuck together with glue a couple of times so that our my wife and I can continue to use it. My utmost for his highest by Oswald Chambers. And then further, as a guide for praying, particularly for missions, an encyclopedic book called Operation World. Those of you who are faithful in praying for missions, Operation World is an incredible guide. It tells you everything you would want to know about any nation on the face of the earth, including how Christianity is thriving or not thriving in that country. I opened it up, and uh, here's China. Now, that one country takes about 40 pages. Uh, There's Chile. There is, um, let me get to the front of one, Palestine. Uh, Get to another, and there's Qatar. And you go through every country in the face of the world. Great guide for praying for missions. And so use a devotional book, and then in praying with structure, Use the prayers of others. Use the prayers of others. The Valley of Vision consists of the prayers of many of the Puritans. And they are incredible and they are beautiful. And we can pray the prayers of others. And what a blessing they are. Now, some of you have been Baptist all your life. And you say, Pastor, praying the prayers of others? We don't do that. (laughs) Well, I don't know why we don't. There's no good reason why we don't. So get Valley of the Vision and pray it back to God and you'll be blessed and God will be pleased. Also, as you pray, you can pray by yourself. That's the third way. How do we pray? Any way you want, with structure. Number three, by yourself. And that is the most common way that we will pray. In your quiet time and throughout the day, we pray. Last week, I made a suggestion to you that if you do not have a quiet time, that you start one. And I suggested getting up 15 minutes early, praying for a minute, then reading the scripture for nine minutes, then praying for five minutes. That's 15 minutes. And over time, God will increase that. And so I encourage you, if you've not started to start this week, you can pray by yourself Anytime someone asked me this week, does that little formula of yours work just before you go to bed? (laughs) I said, absolutely. I just suggested in the morning, but if it works best for you right before you go to bed, then do it. The important thing is to do it. There is no Christianity without personal communion with God through his son, Jesus Christ. 
and what a joy and a privilege it is for us to pray. So, so far, three ways to pray any way you want with structure and by yourself. The fourth way is with the church, God's people. Before everything we do, we pray. A class, a meeting, worship, we pray. And there is a desperate need for First Baptist Belton to pray if we're going to fulfill our mission of knowing Jesus intimately, serving Jesus passionately, sharing Jesus globally. There's a desperate need for us to pray. Pray about our move to the hilltop. Pray about the spiritual vision team as they begin to organize and lay out what they believe is God's direction for us for the next five years. Pray with the church. So we pray any way we want, with structure, by yourself, with the church. Number five, pray when you're hurting. Pray when you're hurting. Desperate moments, physically or spiritually or both. Meet with God, meeting God with your deepest fears, your hardest pains, your most severe heartache. Cast it all on Him. Cast your anxiety on Him for He cares for you. So pray any way you want. Pray with structure. Pray by yourself. Pray with the church. Pray when you're hurting. Number six, pray when you're joyful. Pray when you're joyful. Be devoted to praying in delight, just as you do in desperation. And he wants the prayers of his children and in joy, we remember to celebrate and we thank him. So how do you pray? You pray any way you want. You pray with structure. You pray by yourself. You pray with the church. You pray when you're hurting. You pray when you're joyful. Number seven, you pray short and sweet, which are the prayers you want someone to pray just before you eat. Short and sweet. A few words from the heart, anytime, anywhere. It's sort of like an explosion of the heart. We just explode and we say to God, whatever it is he's placed on our hearts, and it's short and it's sweet and it's meaningful. And so how do we pray? Pray any way you want. Pray with structure. Pray by yourself. Pray with the church. Pray when you're hurting. Pray when you're joyful. Pray short and sweet. Pray long, but never dry. Pray long, but never dry. Linger long in prayer. Often we are expressing the longing of our heart, not just to God, but for God. Treasure God. Treasure every minute of your time with Him. And so how can we pray? We pray any way you want to. Pray with structure, pray by yourself, pray with the church, pray when you're hurting, pray when you're joyful, pray short and sweet, pray long but never dry, and then pray on the spur of the moment. Pray on the spur of the moment throughout the day. What or who are you seeing with your eyes? It's no accident in God's 
economy. Mary, is there no accidents in God's economy? So who is it you are seeing? That can sometimes be the prompting of the Holy Spirit to say that person's name to God. Or when you just happen to think of someone. In any given day, how many times will you just happen to think of someone? You may even wonder, I wonder why I thought about him or thought about her at this particular moment. Interpret that as the prompting of the Holy Spirit to you to pray for that person. And you may say, I don't know what to say. Well, let me give you a hint. Just say their name. That's enough. That's enough. I see my good friend David Guthrie. I think of David during the week, and I wonder wonder why. I don't know what to pray except to say David Guthrie to God. And God knows why the prompting came to me, and he takes it from there. Pray someone's name to God. As you think of them, just say their name. And God knows what to do. On the spur of the moment, breathing someone's name to God. I didn't learn that in life till just a few years ago. I missed out on lots of opportunities. But now, during any given week, I'll think of a lot of you who are sitting here looking at me. And, and sometimes I think, well, why? I hadn't thought about that person in a long time. Why? I don't know. Maybe they're hurting. Maybe they're sick. Maybe they're in danger. Maybe they have a need. So I don't know what it is. I just say your name. And God does the rest. So how to pray? Any way you want. With structure. By yourself. With the church. When you're hurting. When you're joyful. Short and sweet. Long but never dry. On the spur of the moment. And finally, planned in advance. Planned in advance. In your daily time with God. In your Sundays with God's people in church. Praying with a friend that you've planned to do beforehand. A trip to the hospital at the bedside of someone you care about. You know you're going to want to pray for that person. Structured. Planned. And glorious. And so we pray. How? Any way you want. With structure. By yourself. With the church. When you're hurting. When you're joyful. Short and sweet. Long but never dry. On the spur of the moment. Or planned in advance. Let me close with some pastoral suggestions. As I did with. Scripture last week I do with prayer today. So here is suggestion number one. At the kitchen table at 7 a.m. with your Bible. At the kitchen table at 7 a.m. with your Bible. Now, I do not necessarily literally mean at your kitchen table at 7 a.m., although I do mean with your Bible. That's merely an example that says, get out of bed Don't try to do it in bed. You'll go back to sleep. So I suggest the kitchen table. And I suggest that you leave your Bible there and your prayer journal there the night before so they'll be there ready for you. 
Traditionally, chairs around the kitchen table are not very comfortable. They're generally hard. They're designed to help us to eat. They're not designed necessarily for comfort. So that's just a suggestion. But you find the most uncomfortable chair in your house and sit down there and pray. That's designed to help you stay focused on God and stay awake. Set your time. For some of you, 7 a.m. would be way late. For others, 7 a.m. might be pretty early. But whatever the case, whatever the time, that's your time with God. At the kitchen table at 7 a.m. with your Bible, do it every day. And then the second and last suggestion is to follow the acrostic acts, A-C-T-S. Talked about this before, and it's not original with me. I have no idea where I first read it, but I pass it on to you today. A-C-T-S, A, adoration. God, I adore you. I worship you. You are awesome. I love you. You're incredible. C is confession. I confess my sins to you. I suggest you be more specific than just saying, I confess my sins to you. And if you're wondering about, well, what do I say? Just get quiet for a moment. God will remind you. That word you said, those things you thought, something you did, something you didn't do that you knew you should do, confess your sins. So adore, adoration, confession, tea, thanksgiving. God, I thank you. I thank you for Jesus. I thank you for my blessings. I thank you for my family. I thank, thank you, Lot, for everything. And then lastly, S, supplication. Now, that's a word we don't use very often. I thought about putting the word ask in there, but acta just didn't seem to cut it quite like acts. So supplication, which simply means asking God for what's on your heart. Asking God for what's on your heart. Church, I would suggest that it's time to unleash the power and the joy and the comfort, and the help, and the strength, and the communion of prayer with God individually and collectively as the body of Christ known as First Baptist Belton. Let's bow together for prayer. In a moment, we'll stand. Brother Gary will lead us in the singing of an invitation hymn we offer today because someone in this room needs Jesus. And if that person is you, the Holy Spirit is speaking, wooing, calling, drawing you to Jesus this morning. So in a moment when we stand, I ask you, I invite you to leave your seat wherever you may be. Come to the front, place your hand in mine, and say very simply, I need Jesus. And a member of our staff will be here to pray with you. This morning, you can trust Jesus as your Savior and Lord. And you'll be glad you did not only today, but for all of eternity. For the rest of us who've already made that decision, there's no shadow of doubt in our mind that we belong to Christ. Then this morning, what is God saying to you about prayer? How faithful are you in prayer If you are a faithful prayer warrior, God bless you. Keep doing what you're doing. But if you're not, 
the Spirit of God is saying to you this morning, will you start, will you begin? I long to talk to you. I love you. I I died for you. I want to talk to you on a daily basis. Will you commit to doing that and begin it even right now? So, Father, as we think about Scripture and prayer for this year of 2020, I pray that we'll be found faithful. I pray that you would speak to all of us who know you, that we will be faithful in prayer every moment of every day. And Father, I think we've yet to see what you really will do if we will be totally committed to being a praying people, all of us, as the church in Belton. And then, Father, for the one, two, three, four or more in this room who do not yet know you through your son, Jesus, I pray that now each one would come trusting Jesus as Savior and Lord, in whose name we pray. Amen. God speaks to your heart. You come as we stand and sing. First Baptist Belton is relocating. To learn more, to give, and to stay up to date on the progress, visit www.faithfulfuture.net.